Welcome to A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Monday. Here on the are here from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I am your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Forge. You know the name for nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee, providing you exceptional customer service with their non-commissioned sales staff and their high-quality vehicles available to you at tworiversford.com or if you choose to pay them a visit in Mount Juliet at dealership. Of course, America's top-rated sportsbook app, DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use the promo code A to Z Sports. You cannot bet against and make make hundreds of dollars betting against the Nashville Predators tonight because their game has been delayed. But there is any number of in-game bets that you can make, any number of prop bets that you can play, any number of profit boosts that you can own. Just use that promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Tennessee Heating and Cooling is, of course, where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They are the best in the business for a reason at 10hc.com, T-E-N-N-H-C.com. And if you need your dream address without the stress with which to get heating and cooling services too, you can visit the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Preds who aren't playing tonight, the Tennessee Titans and A to Z Sports Prime Time, courtesy of our main man, Gary Ashton. Okay, they have the new Broncos, says Jacob Kime. Yes, they do. Go check them out. J.J. Watson, the Titans make the move. Bust J-Rob, says, uh, hi, mate. Yeah, well, listen, John Robinson, by the way, for those of you who didn't see my tweet earlier this afternoon, John Robinson is going to speak to Titans media via Zoom tomorrow. Uh, I do not anticipate it being Isaiah Wilson related. Uh, just to get that out of the way, I think it's just it's based. On, it's my understanding based on the conversations that I had today. It's just our com. It's kind of making up for our combine availability because we will not have it at that point. Actually, Buck Predator Stars game is postponed. Yes, I uh, I think I said that it was postponed. Maybe I said canceled. Either way, forgive me. Let's talk about Gus Malzahn. So Gus Malzahn is going to be the new Central Florida coach, which seems so crazy to think about over the course of what we all just went through with the Tennessee Volunteers looking for their new head coach. Gus Malzahn was the best candidate for that position. He was the most qualified candidate for that position, and ultimately they landed on Josh Heupel, right? Danny uh, just said not playing. Uh, Yes, that's correct. They're not playing tonight, so forgive me. They are postponed Dallas and Nashville. Now let's focus on Gus. Uh, they, uh, They, so... Tennessee goes and conducts this nationally exhaustive search, according to new athletic director Danny White, who also came from UCF. He hires his boy, Josh Heupel, to come with him to Knoxville from Central Florida. And then the new AD at Central Florida says, you know what, if Tennessee can't get this guy, why can't I? And turns around and hires Gus Malzahn. But there's one thing, one clear and obvious reason why I think this was never going to happen. But I want to know from you guys why you think the Vols didn't land Gus Malzahn. Do you care at all? Are you upset with the fact that Gus Malzahn isn't the head coach of the University of Tennessee? Are you are you upset about any of what has happened over the course of today? Why do you think the Vols did not get Gus Malzahn? We will talk about it over the course of this segment. Your Two Rivers Ford take, to be precise. While you guys weigh in on that, I will tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Somebody brought up 
the 2021 Ford Bronco. Listen, if you are, hopefully not many of you are driving around in this week's weather conditions because it's supposed to be pretty nasty out there. But if you are and your vehicle is not satisfactory or if you need to get out of the house and your vehicle just can't cut it, you know what can? The F-150, the new 2021 Ford Bronco. They have goat mode in the 2021 Ford Bronco. It'll help you plow through these kind of weather conditions, of course, safely, putting you in the best position. So if you need to go to the grocery store, you need to run out for some emergency supplies in the midst of this ice storm that has enveloped us, you can do so. And you can go check these great vehicles out. Hell, I don't think they're, I don't know if they're doing test drives right now because of what the roads look like. But as soon as things clear up, you can ride out to Mount Juliet. You can go test drive a new Ford Bronco or you can go through the whole car purchasing process online if you so choose at tworiversford.com. Your Two Rivers Ford take, why do you think the Vols didn't get Gus Malzahn? Malzahn didn't want in on that scandal, says El Boogie 808. Drew Pope says Kevin Steele, which is an important part of this. Kevin Steele making all kinds of money to not be the Vols DC. We'll get to Tim Banks uh, later in the show. Or he didn't have the McDonald's back, says El Boogie. Puka says SEC told the Vols to forget his with pending investigation. UCF contenders, LOL, says Sean Gill. Their schedule is never good enough. They can't even get in while undefeated. Evan C. White says Gus can't develop quarterbacks. And so he, what Evan is alluding to is that, you know, the University of Tennessee did not pursue Gus Malzahn because their biggest issue has been quarterback and offense on the whole. And so Danny White would have you believe the same thing that Evan White on Periscope is telling you. Let's go to Danny White's press conference that he held or that he partook in when Josh Heupel was announced as the head coach of the University of Tennessee some weeks ago. We left no stone unturned. We talked to head coaches. We talked to coordinators. We talked to long-seasoned coaches, uh, talked to young up-and-coming coaches. Uh, Character and integrity were extremely important from the jump. Told you guys that last week uh, and will continue to be. I have zero questions about that with this guy. Uh, we want to build a program that we can all that we can all be proud of. And after vetting every single option we had, uh, it, I, I obviously landed with a familiar face uh, in Josh Heupel. Um, he was our number one option. This job was offered to one person. I know that there's a lot of rhetoric out there uh, uh, that uh, to the contrary, and that's just not true. Uh, we made one job offer. We got our number one candidate. I couldn't be more proud. Uh, to to have uh, Josh as our, our new head head football coach. So that's Danny White, the new athletic director at the University of Tennessee, and he's saying, you know, we made we made one job offer. We got our guy. It was Josh Heupel the entire time. And so Gus Malzahn, who at least Vol Twitter was out there salivating over. If it wasn't Hugh Freeze, the next name on the majority, and I'm not maybe, and I don't want to say the majority, right? Because there are so many. Uh, Vols fans that with so many different angles and so many different opinions and coming from all all places across the internet that there were a lot of names being tossed out there right Jeff Fisher uh, you saw you saw um, uh, Tony Elliott the offensive coordinator for Clemson you saw all manner of names um, as a dwindling dwindling Vol fan Malzahn was about number five on my list Heupel or however you spell it wasn't on a list for me and I feel like that was a, a lot of a lot of it was the case for a lot of people, right? Because what Danny White is sitting there telling you is that we we looked all over the place. We talked to everybody. But the only person that we offered this job to 
was the guy that I hired three years ago to coach down at UCF. Why was that the case? Well, there's one clear and obvious reason why Gus Malzahn isn't coaching in Knoxville next season, why he decided to just take Josh Heupel's job on a new five-year deal. And it stands out to me because of one specific thing. I'll tell you what that one specific thing is here momentarily right after a quick reminder from our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress, is what they offer to you. I got mine. I just refinanced. I am in this home for the foreseeable future. I love it here in Nashville, and I wanted to make sure that I was a real estate owner in Nashville. That's why I trusted the Ashton team. Official realtor of the Titans, official realtor of the Preds, official realtor of your boy. I trust the Ashton team with my real estate life because not only did I want to did I want to buy a house, but I'm also looking at other property investments. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. Or if you are in the market to sell your home, you can sell for more at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so the one thing that stood out to me, because what Puka is saying and a lot of people are saying is there's ongoing investigations. We don't know what the NCAA is going to do to the University of Tennessee yet. We don't know what hangs in the balance and what just may fall from the sky onto the University of Tennessee like Zeus throwing a thunderbolt, just striking them down, right? We have no idea at this point. But the thing that stands out to me, Gus Malzahn's still making $21 million from Auburn. Remember, he got bought out in a big way after he was fired this year. But the deal that he took at UCF was really pen pennies for a guy with the resume of Gus Malzahn. Five years, $11.5 million contract, and banking on the offensive background name recognition he brings with him. So Gus isn't just, Gus isn't just a good football coach. He is a marketing tool for UCF. Look, we got a real live former SEC head coach, a guy who's beat Alabama three times to come down here and coach our football team. Look at us, the UCF Knights. And ultimately, what, what it says to me is for, for the investigation reasons, for everything that revolves around the University of Tennessee and the fishbowl that it is, from, for, for half the reason that he got forced out at Auburn. It is a fishbowl at Tennessee. Gus Malzahn doesn't need that pressure in his life. Old Vol says it best. Gus doesn't want back into the SEC. At 55 years old, he looks at least in his 70s. This job, or that job rather, at Auburn has aged him tremendously. You know what could only accelerate the aging process for Gus Malzahn? A job like the Vols under NCAA violations with a roster that is very, very far away at this point. This is by far away. And also, they're just never really seem to materialize. Danny White can let a lot of leaks get out. And that's a good job out of Danny. We don't know that that Tennessee didn't talk to Malzahn. Didn't I mean, if we're to believe Danny White, they didn't even they did not offer Gus Malzahn, but we don't know that they didn't talk to him because he said, you know, we talked to up and coming guys, we talked to veteran head coaches, we talked to coordinators, people of all walks of football life. And ultimately, the thing that we landed on was Josh Heupel, the guy I knew the best, the guy that I worked with before, the guy I hired three years ago. And so you look at Gus Malzahn and you say, well, why, why was he not the fit? He wasn't the fit because there was never really any interest from Gus Malzahn. If there was, there would have been more of a public campaign for the University of Tennessee job. Gus Malzahn laid low, and I think that's very much what he wants to do at UCF. He wants to compete. He wants to coach football. He wants to win 
with a winnable conference down there down there in the AAC. What UCF offers him is a is a a, a solid platform. It's not the SEC by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a legitimate football program with a winning tradition in the last five years and a place where he will not be just crucified at the mercy of SEC big money boosters the way that he was at Auburn and he fell victim to ultimately, and he would have been at the University of Tennessee. Because if you hire Gus Malzahn, you hire Gus Malzahn with expectations. And Tennessee is not in the expectations world yet. They're not even in the same room as expectations. They are in a waiting – they're in a holding pattern. They are in a wait – they are playing a waiting game for the NCAA to drop the hammer. And until that happens, this was just never going to be a situation that made sense for Gus Malzahn. How do you feel about it on A to Z Sports Prime Time? Uh, Lester, this is a good point by Evan C. White, and I'll throw it up on the screen for people to see, courtesy of Evan on uh, Periscope. Les Miles did most of these things, utter failure – at Kansas. Yeah, but I don't think many people think Les Miles was a good coach. I think a lot of people, and, and you know, what I, what I do for my college football research is I listen to a lot of Paul Feinbaum. Like, I know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about the Paul Feinbaum show, but it really is a good way to get a pulse of what people are talking about in the college football world, and in particularly our ecosystem in the SEC. And what Les Miles, from people that you talk to who covered LSU after Saban, um, and into Les Miles and the national championship he, that he won with largely Nick Saban's players, and then how things kind of you know dwindled in a way that you saw no creativity from Les Miles, no real adaptivity, which is some of the accusations thrown at Malzahn, right? The inability to develop a quarterback is a really, really difficult situation. Paul is a sellout to Alabama, says Old Ball. He was there for like a decade, though, says Evan C. White. Uh, you... He was he was at LSU for a decade. Les Miles was yeah that 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 would be right because I remember I remember or at least I remember Les Miles championship team because I was still I think I was a freshman in college if that if my timelines line up correct I can't remember anyway your point is well made just because he coached in the SEC doesn't make him a good coach Les Miles coached in the SEC largely regarded as not that great of a coach fails miserably at Kansas Les is no spring chicken says old ball yeah and he doesn't want to change. Does Gus want to change? Maybe this is a sign of Gus not wanting to change. Maybe this is a sign of Gus saying, "Yeah, I can go down to UCF and I can run. I can run shit. I, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about anything else going on in the in the Auburn SEC ecosystem. I just have to go and do my job, and I can run things the way that I want to run things. That would not happen at the University of Tennessee. There would be all manner of people pulling at him from all across the ball sports spectrum. This is not a job that made sense." for Gus Malzahn, for all of the reasons that he took the UCF job. Let's talk now, though, about who is on the Tennessee Volunteers coaching staff. There was a hire made from a defensive coordinator standpoint for Tennessee, a long-awaited one, and it's not Kevin Steele. I want to know what you guys think on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. What should new Vols defensive coordinator Tim Banks' first priority be with the Tennessee defense. Let me know on Facebook Live, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch TV. We will discuss it at length together. I want to know how you guys feel about the new man who is going to be coordinating and calling your defense and whether you're going to receive him better than you did Shane Bowen, who is going to call the Tennessee Titans 
defense. Before we do that, though, and while you guys answer those questions, I will tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, the best in the business. We come to you from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Promo code A to Z Sports is you is where you get all of the great offers that they are providing to you. It's not quite March Madness time yet, but college basketball is really the only thing to watch, given that hockey, at least for the Nashville Predators, is postponed for the time being. It's not quite time for March Madness in college basketball, but that doesn't mean that you have to wait on any of the fun. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers, just like they did with the UFC fight, which if you bet on that with the promo code ADC Sports, you got 100 bucks right out of the gate. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any college basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. They don't even have to make it rain. They just have to hit a three. That's all. This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now. You can do it while I'm talking to you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get in on all the action. All you got to do is use the promo code A to Z Sports to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any college basketball game this week. Promo code A to Z Sports for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you're using that promo code A to Z Sports here live from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. What is the one thing that Tim Banks, the new defensive coordinator for Tennessee, needs to correct? He comes here by way of Penn State. He is somebody that is going to face a fair amount of scrutiny because one of the biggest issues with Jeremy Pruitt's defense, because he was supposed to be you know, well-renowned as a defensive mind, excuse me while I take a quick drink, is that the defense sucked. Defense was terrible for Tennessee last year. Let me read you some numbers from the University of Tennessee and what Tim Banks is walking into. And yeah, a lot of the players are changing, whether it be from attrition to the uh, to the transfer portal or whether it be uh, guys, uh, guys who just aren't returning. But the Tennessee Volunteers, they were giving up 30.1 points per game. They allowed a total of 221 first downs. They allowed a passer rating of 151 point. 84, they also gave up a third down conversion percentage, damn near Tennessee Titans-esque, 47.62% allowed on third down conversions. The defense was a mess last year, but where would you have Tim Banks start in fixing it? And we don't know if Tim Banks is capable of fixing it. I saw some really good numbers from Braden Gall of 440 Sports that I will show to you here in a second. But first, I want to know how you would start or where you would have Tim Banks start cover the damn slant says blackout jones yes oh my god slant slant routes just slant route after slant route not even paper cutting you to death because paper cuts would would be would qualify as as five you know seven yards or less you were getting gashed just on simple slant patterns it was inexplicable to me the inability of jeremy pruitt and his defense to defend the middle of the field get back toe toe says el boogie 808 so henry toe toe is still out there and 
I just, I don't, he's too closely linked to the NCAA investigation, I think, to come back to Tennessee. Now, I don't know all the improbabilities or probabilities of something like that happen, but I'm considering Henry Toho Toho as good as gone. Now, it would hurt you particularly bad if he ended up at Alabama, but all of the things that kind of led to Jeremy Pruitt's demise that Toho Toho and his family are kind of tied to, it's just, it doesn't make sense that Henry Toho Toho would come back to Tennessee. Um, otherwise, I think it would just draw more attention. Kevin Steele would have been a better hire, says Sean Gill. Recruiting, 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 says Drew Pope. Uh, Raging uh, Iguana on Periscope says, I'm fine with Banks because he's not Steele. First, he should get To'o To'o to stay. Every, I need to see what Penn State people are saying about this, says Puka. Well, let me pull up Braden Gall's Twitter feed because Braden put up, you know, Braden is a gas bag and Braden talks way too much on a regular basis. Uh, but he does make some salient points when it comes to college football. So here's what Braden Gall, at Braden Gall, has on Twitter right now. You cannot make up the 10 banks hired to Tennessee. He was Butch Jones' defensive coordinator for five seasons. Five seasons. I don't know how many of you knew that, but I'm sure you did because you guys are tuned in to most things. Five seasons as Butch Jones' defensive coordinator before working for a guy at Illinois who was fired for being an ass to his players. Then taking over for Bob Shoup at Penn State, who left for Tennessee. Tim Banks' defenses, yards per play rank. Under Butch Jones at Cincinnati, they were 53rd and 26th. Under Tim Beckman, who is the aforementioned ass at Illinois, 81st, 115th, 100th. They had a good year in 2015, 23rd. Under James Franklin, decent results uh, when compared to everybody else in, in, uh, in FCS. 22nd, 12th, 14th, 16th, Last year in a down year for Penn State, 22nd in yards per play on defense. He is viewed as a solid recruiter across the Big Ten. He has worked in five different Big Ten states. All of those all of those Penn State defenses, Braden points out, weren't his. Brent Pry called the plays, and he ran the unit. He, is, he was at Penn State the co-defensive coordinator, not an assistant, not a position coach, a co-defensive coordinator. Justin Walls on Facebook says, everybody keeps saying, why didn't we hire Steele? Question is, did he really even want it? I mean, I think he wanted to be the head coach when Jeremy Pruitt got bounced, right? I think that, that that's the whole reason that things kind of fractured at Auburn is because Kevin Steele damn near pulled a coup against Gus Belzon. I mean, I guess it was kind of successful because neither of them ended up there uh, and Kevin Steele didn't end up there. Um, so he went to the next best, you know, the next the next most vulnerable head coach, right? And that was Jeremy Pruitt. He slid on in there. They positioned the hire as being Jeremy Pruitt's hire. And then when Pruitt got bounced, um, we did not see Kevin Steele assume that role. Instead, Danny White says, nah, I'll just go get my guy. Um, so we don't know if he wanted the defensive coordinator job. He was not the defensive. He was viewed coming into this year as a high-ranking like defensive assistant for Tennessee. He was not going to be the coordinator under Jeremy Pruitt out the gate. Besides Saban, last 10 years, who's been good, been a good coach in the SEC? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, in the last 10 years? I know Stoops hasn't been around at Kentucky for 10 years, but he's been solid. Um, I mean, God, I hate to say... I hate to say, oh, I'm blanking on the Florida coach's name, and it's it's I, I can't blank on the Florida coach's name because he's such a uh, 
he's such a uh, uh, such an unbelievable character, but I'm blanking on it right now. The Florida coach, when he was at Mississippi State, had a really solid track record. Now at Florida, not so much. Um, uh, not yeah, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen is who I'm thinking of. Anyway, I mean, there's been some guys that have had kind of success, but like, what qualifies as good? Not getting your ass kicked by Saban. Everybody gets their ass kicked by Saban. Gus Malzahn, the last uh, ten years, last uh, lasted ten years certainly. Recruited his ass off, says Brandon Roberts, talking about Tim Banks, the new defensive coordinator. Got to have players in the SEC probably losing to to All about the talent, says Old Ball. Uh, Spurrier managed to win at South Carolina, says Evan C. White. Yeah, but then things kind of failed off. Kevin Steele got two Happy Meals in one offseason, says Jack A. Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast. By the way, a new Tighten Up Podcast will come up on Wednesday in the A to Z Sports podcast feed. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review for Austin Huff and Jack Gentry. They had a really fun episode with Darren Bates, former, I mean, maybe not yet. We'll see. He's not technically a Titans linebacker right now. He's an under, uh, uh, unrestricted free agent. But he was funny, and he's got a good podcast. So go subscribe, rate, review. Um, but ultimately, what Tim Banks needs to come in here and fix is the secondary. I read you the stats about yards per play. I read you the stats about what uh, Tennessee was allowing opposing quarterbacks to do against them. Part of that is they did not have a, 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 a truly competent pass rush, which makes your secondary look worse. But Jeremy Pruitt consistently, be it uh, be it just slants, be it patterns, patterns in the middle of the field, crossing routes, whatever, they got absolutely worked in the secondary. The players did not have the recovery speed to keep up with some of these wide receivers in the SEC. A part of that's talent, a part of that's coaching. They were put in bad positions, and that's the first thing that Tim Banks needs to rectify, if not recruiting. Recruiting matters more than anything, right? You need good players. You need to get good players to believe, if you believe, that the University of Tennessee is going to be somewhere that they are building something special, which we have yet to see, right? We don't know what the next five, 10 years of Tennessee football are going to look like. I, you know, I have, I have no reason to believe they're not going to look any different than the last 10 years, just because of of how I have been, you know, how I have been conditioned to think about Tennessee football, which is not good. Uh, But ultimately the thing that I come away with is they have to rectify, if not straight up recruiting, they have to rectify the issues in the secondary because you cannot allow simple passing plays Quick passes, you cannot get beat by the quick game as easily as Tennessee's secondary was last year. Judah says, I can't complain. It is what it is. It could have been worse. Talking about the defense, I mean, the defense was not good. It, I mean, it could have been worse, sure, but that's not a way to look at this thing, Judah. I don't I don't think anyway. Maybe some of you feel differently. Kirby has been good. Also, you're thinking of Mullen. Thank you. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby Smart, he hasn't been in the SEC. I mean, he's been in the SEC for 10 years, but he hasn't been the head coach of Georgia for 10 years. That's kind of the point that somebody was making earlier. Evan White says, I can't imagine Pruitt having a conversation with Saban. There would be so many ites. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, God knows what he's going to look like on Joe Judge's staff with the New York Giants. That, to me, remains a fascination. What is the first thing that Tim Banks needs to prioritize with the Tennessee Volunteers defense? you got to fix this damn secondary because they cannot continue to exist the way that it has. Now, Let's move on and talk about uh, it kills me because that was supposed to be Pruitt's forte, right? This is it's it's all of the issues with Jeremy Pruitt. And then the defense sucked like that's the thing that kind of put me over the edge 
with Jeremy Pruitt. You know, the, the, the virtual recruiting success that they had that everybody was trumpeting coming into the season, and they had a lot of goodwill because Barstool was attached to them and they were playing as Coach Duggs and championships on Rocky Top and everything else, right? But Jeremy Pruitt, with the inability to build his team up successfully, with the inability to develop a quarterback or hire a staff that could, right? I'm not, not putting quarterback development squarely on Jeremy Pruitt but I'm putting the hiring of the coaches who are supposed to develop the quarterback squarely on Jeremy Pruitt. But the thing outside of all of the other things that failed at Tennessee is that the defense was trash. The defense was not good. The defense was continually trying to keep the offense in games, and then finally there would come a point. It's kind of like watching Marcus Mariota and the Titans defense when they were kicking ass, holding teams to 20 points a game. And there would just be a play at the end of every game where the defense has just been on the field for so damn long and they just break down. Also, they weren't given a chance because the secondary was uh, being coached up poorly. Uh, coaching staff, my bad. Secondary was ho horrible, says Judah. Thank you. I uh, Thank you for that correction. Uh, make adjustments after halftime. We went to sleep in the second half, says Blackout Jones. What's your opinion on the coaching staff so far, says Sean Hicks. I mean, like, I'm just kind of meh. You know, Sean, I mean, I know I, I know what Josh Heupel is. Nothing about UCF last year impressed me. Uh, I have I am familiar. You know, I haven't watched a ton of Penn State football, but I know that Tim Banks is going to be in his first year calling plays and that the defense is largely going to be his baby because that's not what Josh Heupel does. Uh, I saw the, the rest of the assistants that were announced today. Nothing really like jumped out to me and said, you know what? That seems like a really, really sound hire. I'm just, and I don't mean to be non-committal or or not have a not have an opinion on it. I'm just kind of eh. like my opinion is just kind of like show, you know, show me, show me what they're show me why I here here's what I'll say. This has been my philosophy about Tennessee every year for the five years that I've moved down here. Give me a reason to care. Give me a reason to be invested in the success or the failure of the University of Tennessee. Show me that you are capable of doing something that very few people, or at least very few people from the outside. I know you guys have great expectations for your football program, and you should. That's that's who you're a fan of. That's who you're willing to ride and die with. Uh, and they've, they've mistreated you as a fan base for so decades at this point. But with the coaching staff under Danny Heupel, or excuse me, I keep doing that, Danny Heupel, Josh Heupel. Under Josh Heupel, I'm just like, yeah, these are a lot of guys that are just kind of, you know, in the same position as Josh Heupel was. If they could have gotten better jobs, they probably would have gotten better jobs. But these are the guys that you have to work with, so we'll see who uh, who is who shows promise once things officially get underway. Spring football practice about to kick up, which, uh, which is crazy, but it's good because finally – you know, we're just, it's, it's all cyclical. We're just trying to get back to football, right? This football first weekend without NFL and I went crazy. I've never cared that much about the Nashville Predators in my life. And it seemed the internet, at least here locally, was set ablaze. Uh, Sean Hicks says, I agree totally. Well, good. I'm glad you do. Uh, the last few splash hires Tennessee has made in the last three regimes have been disastrous, says Tiger Reese. And that's a good point. Tiger, like, I, you know, what do splash hires mean? Splash hires don't do anything but build up expectations hey buck back again no titans news today all right peace says jj jj it's i i'm a titans reporter right i talk it's a it's a it's a sports talk show i talk about everything that you people that you guys care about here locally 
I'm going to talk about the Titans when there's Titans news to be talked about. You know what's happening tomorrow? There's going to be a press conference with John Robinson. You know what I'm going to do after that? I'm going to talk about the Titans because nothing happened with the Titans today for me to talk about. What do you want me to do, JJ? Just make shit up? Get out of here. This is the sentiment of most fans. Show me, says Nick Akins. Yeah, but to go back to Tiger Reese's point, like, you know, to put it in Tennessee Titans' perspective, since JJ is going to be a brat about it, uh, what, what, who was a splash signing for the Titans last year? Jadavion Clowney. What happened with Jadavion Clowney? Signing fell flat on its face. It was a complete and utter failure and in any stretch of the imagination. And it was, it was, the, it got sports center coverage for weeks. It carried me through six months of no sports on this show. J- Jadavion Clowney was the story. It was the splash signing, and then it pooped itself. So, so for what? So splash hires, you know, it, and honestly, you got sometimes you want guys who are not as proven just because they have something to prove to themselves, to people who may be looking them to hire uh, for other spots. JJ says, you're the best, Bucky. Yeah, you know, I do what I do. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. David Gibbs says, this could be duly 2.0. We can score it well and won't be able to stop anyone. Hope I'm wrong. You know, honestly, David, like, that's a good point. But my position with that is at least, you know, at least give me offense to watch. Like, that's the only reason this Titan season was was tolerable is because they scored points in, you know, at 30, 30 a game, 30 a clip. Um, and it was exciting. And Derrick Henry was great. And A.J. Brown was great. And Ryan Tannehill was great. And then the defense, you know, shit itself. And everything went to hell. So at least, you know, if at least keep me engaged. I can't watch any any more of these constipated offenses that the University of Tennessee was trotting out under Jim Chaney. Let us move on here on the primetime show. Let us talk about uh, the situation with Josh Heupel, Gus Malzahn, and Urban Meyer. Now, what do these three have in common? Not much other than they all, at one point in their careers, coach college football in the case of Urban Meyer. They all are in new positions as head coaches. And I will draw this connection momentarily to, uh, for you right after I tell you about, actually, I'm going to ask you the question first. Who's going to win more games, Heupel, Malzahn, or Urban Meyer in the NFL? Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. We are streaming across all manner of platforms. Who will win more games in their first season as a head coach? Malzahn, Heupel, Meyer. Who you got in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Stephen, I just said except Urban Meyer is in the NFL. Why are you see why why are you being Stephen, why are you being a jerk about this? Let it go. It's gonna be okay. Just because one person is now in the NFL from college football doesn't mean that I can't lump him into the same category because I want to talk about Urban Meyer. So you got a problem with that, you just move on, Stephen. You gotta you, you gotta bitch about everything. If you're gonna stay, stay. If you if you want to bitch about it, bitch about it. Either way, it's gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about it. Like I'm not changing my changing my rundown because Stephen's all butthurt because one 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 coach is in the NFL and the other two are in college. And who the hell cares? Let me do the show, right? It's just not that big a deal. Uh, Gus says, Judah, you guys let me know on Facebook Live, out of the three, who is going to be the uh, the coach who wins the most games next season in their respective sports, in college football, and Steven in the NFL. I, in the meantime, will tell you about our friends at – uh, at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. They will hook you up the same way that they have hooked me up in the rising household. They will treat you right. They will treat you well. They will treat you as decent human beings uh, because that is what they do. Customer service is what they value. 
at the top of the list. Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on each and every one of your HVAC needs. Who will win more games in their respective sport next year, coaching a new team? Malzahn, 100%, Stephen says on YouTube. El Boogie agrees. P. Knuckles is riding the Gus bus. Will Kevin Simon stay on as linebackers coach this Todd one? I don't know that yet. Uh, 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 Todd, but we will, uh, we will see how that plays out. UF, UCF is already developed, says Judah. Malzahn will win the most in his first year. Yeah, Malzahn, Malzahn is the right answer, right? And it's not just because he got knighted today, which, by the way, if you haven't seen this, is absolutely hilarious. I will show you the video now, courtesy of UCF. All right, so it's not just Gus Malzahn, not just Gus Malzahn getting knighted by the mascot in the middle of a very, very sad pandemic press conference, because that's what pandemic press conference looks. It's your wife, it's your kids, and it's ever all of the media on a Zoom call, because that's what we do now in the year of the Rona 2021, which I'm not looking forward to with John Robinson tomorrow, because I miss I miss in person press conference. I miss the combine. I'm very sad that my uh, that my spring football activities have been taken away from me, but it's okay. Get vaccinated, get a shot in the arm, so I can go to the combine and get drunk with all my friends. <laughs> Anyway, it's not just because Gus Malzahn got knighted by the mascot today. It's because he is in the best position possible out of the three coaches. Now, why Urban Meyer is factored into this is something that there is a connection with Gus Malzahn and Josh Heupel because there are various levels of pressure that we're analyzing. This is the connection for Stephen bitching about, you know, the NFL coach now an NFL coach being lumped in. With two college football coaches, this is where we find ourselves. A lot of pressure on Josh Heupel just because of where he's coaching. Minimal pressure on Gus Malzahn, other than he's Gus Malzahn, and people expect him to win at UCF. Urban Meyer didn't realize what kind of pressure was on him because Urban Meyer's been allowed to do whatever the hell he wants as a as a as a god, as an icon in Columbus, Ohio, and before that uh, uh, before that Gainesville. All of the things that Urban Meyer has done have been because Urban Meyer has wanted to do them. Urban Meyer no longer gets to do whatever the hell he wants, as he found out on Friday evening. Please do 615 with Rex Road, says Puka. I just did one uh, with Joe, which you can subscribe, rate, review to. And the good there will be a good one tomorrow with Alex Doherty and Adam Vingan of The Athletic, and then I'll spend some time talking about what Josh Rob- John Robinson, not Josh Robinson, said. But this question to me stood out at Gus Malzahn's UCF press conference because it made me laugh because it was UCF. But it also made me think about what Josh Heupel and Urban Meyer are walking into and the various levels of pressure in football. Hey, Coach. Darren Stoltzfus, West 2 here. Um, You've dealt with fanatic fans, obviously, at Auburn, but do you have a a good grasp of the pressure cooker you're walking into here? You know, I I, I love – do I? I mean, I love love expectations. I mean, I'm a dreamer. I mean, I want our players to dream. I want our fans to dream. And when you put expectations, I mean, that's the fun part. I don't want a job that doesn't have expectations to win a championship. That's not me. And I love the fact that, kind of like I said, the foundation's built. There's been some really good success and it just needs to be kind of that next step in that consistency. And that's what I'm here for. God bless Gus Malzahn for not laughing in that reporter's face. Pressure cooker? 
at UCF? Does this man have any idea what life is like in SEC football? None. Zero. Zilch. Like, it's not... It's not my place, just because I'm a media member, it's not my place to chastise media for asking questions. You know, press conference questions, they may seem easy, but they're not always as simple as as you may want questions asked, right? When you're lobbing shit out on Twitter because Mike Vrabel's defense stinks on third down and you want to know why the hell he brought back Shane Bowen, you want to scream at him about it. Press Media can't do that. But sometimes somebody says something so silly, that you have to, as an objective media member, stand back and say, what the hell are you talking about? Pressure cooker at UCF? Do you understand that Gus Malzahn is going to kick his feet up on that desk, put on a visor, smoke a fat-ass stogie, and chill? Because this is now the lifestyle that Gus Malzahn is going to be allowed to live in Central Florida, and it's so far away from what anybody associates with SEC big boy football. I hate the slogan for the conference. It just means more, but it's such a real thing. It's tribal. It's vicious. People hate other people, other fan bases, other teams, other programs in the SEC with a passion that is that burns like the brightest of 1,000 suns. Like this is the SEC. Pressure cooker at UCF? And no stretch of the imagination. And it's because Gus, now, now it can work. Listen, it can work to your detriment. If you don't take your job seriously enough, if you don't feel that kind of pressure, you may not perform up to the level of the pressure if you're a proven coach like Malzahn. We've seen plenty of these cases. Somebody brought up Les Miles. Uh, Charlie Weiss is a good example of that. And I'm not saying Gus Malzahn is Charlie Weiss. But there's been plenty of big brand name head coaches that have gotten lower level jobs after got places like Notre Dame or LSU or in Gus's case, Auburn. And necessarily you know, necessarily not lived up or or failed flat out at these lower level jobs because they don't take them as seriously or they're not as dialed in because the pressure doesn't make them dial in as much. That reporter was being tongue in cheek there, says Carl. I, I mean, I don't know that, Carl. And so maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't criticize outright without knowing the reporter or the situation that he was asking the question, but it just sounded so ridiculous. The pressure cooker at UCF. And so ultimately, Gus Malzahn is going to win more games in his first year than Josh Heupel. He's going to win at Tennessee. He's going to win more games than Urban Meyer in his first year at Jacksonville because one of these guys knows what the hell he's doing at the level of program or, in the case of Urban, franchise that he's walking into. Consider what Urban Meyer just walked the hell into and how all of the things, because we're not going to get to do a full show on this. It's going to be too far gone by the time we address it. But Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer did something that was so uninspiringly predictable. The whole reason that people like me think that Urban Meyer is going to have a rough time in the NFL is because nobody in Urban Meyer's life at the college football level has ever told Urban Meyer that he could not do something, except for Ohio State with all the bad shit that happened with Zach Smith and and a thing that Urban Meyer really wasn't willing to admit fault on. Ultimately, uh, I ultimately I sit there and say that there is a situation where uh, that there is a situation where Urban Meyer is is hiring this uh, and I can't remember the name of the the strength coach who who resigned in scandal uh, at uh, at Iowa and who Urban Meyer tried to bring back to the uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars because he has known 
this man for 20 years. And so that was the justification. They vetted him. Chris Doyle is the name of the Iowa coach who created a culture of racial insensitivity and bullying at Iowa. Those are literally quotes in a report that was done, an external investigation into the University of Iowa. And so because Urban Meyer knows this man, because Urban Meyer, you know, I know this guy. I talked to this guy. I got Chris Doyle's account of things. I walked in there and I said, yeah, it's going to be fine. I did the vetting. And then turn around and he has to resign in less than 24 hours because nobody's ever turned, told Urban turned. He is a turd. But nobody's ever told Urban Meyer what the hell he couldn't do because these people are gods in these small towns in, in middle America where they come from and where they coach these massive college football programs. Columbus, Ohio, Auburn, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, uh, where else? Ba I mean, Baton Rouge is not a small place, but you know you know the kind of things that I'm talking about. Oxford, Mississippi, like not, not major metropolitan areas where you are receiving a bunch of pointed criticism. And so when the NFL people jump down your throat, Urban Meyer's not used to that. And that's going to be the biggest jump in from college to professional that Urban Meyer now has a situation where Urban Meyer finds himself, he's going to lose a lot of games in his first year. Jacksonville's not close. And so Urban Meyer, thinking that he can just do what he wants and probably being told largely that he could do what he, hell, the, the, higher, the, the higher being approved in itself is a, is a testament to the Jags' ownership saying, yeah, do whatever you want. You're Urban Meyer. Do the thing until the NFL just buries you. That's what's going to happen to Urban Meyer down there at uh down there in Jacksonville. And it's why I don't think, at least in this first year, Urban Meyer is going to have a rough time of things. Uh, Doyle, says David Gibbs, which is why Chris Doyle stood down from the position he was hired for. Yeah, but that was, you know, it was it was not an Urban Meyer decision. It was a Chris Doyle decision. Almost feel bad for the Jags, but I'm a Vols fan, so no, says Zio on YouTube. Yeah, nobody feel I don't feel bad for the Jags. The Jags suck because of incompetence. Bad teams do bad, dumb teams do dumb things. All you got to do in College football and professional football largely is be competent. That's the best thing that you can do because everybody else largely shows you, like Jacksonville, why they are so incompetent. <laughs> it's been a higher en high energy show tonight. I very much enjoyed it. And so, as I enjoy every night, so thank you, as always, for your participation. We look forward to joining you again tomorrow night, and we will recap all of the things that John Robinson says in his press conference, his first one of the offseason, and I will have reporting for you. I will have articles written for you at azsportsnashville.com. You will hear instant reaction to it on the 615 Sessions podcast before we get to the primetime show. So subscribe, rate, and review. We'll do it. We'll have a lot of fun with it. We'll do it with a lot of energy because we're not tired yet. Support the people who support this show. That's Two Rivers Ford, DraftKings Sportsbook, Gary Ashton Remax, and Brimac Mechanical. Great businesses that want to take care of you because they pride themselves on exceptional customer service and fair prices. That's what you can be. That's what you can get from the people who make this show free for you. So support the people who support this show. Also, make sure that you are, uh, make sure that you're not missing anything on the A to Z sports socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're everywhere. And we're pumping out all kinds of great content across the spectrum. So follow A to Z sports wherever it is that you get your social media accounts. We'll do this again tomorrow night. We'll talk a lot of Titans to JJ, uh, to JJ's point, who is, who is in here uh, begging for it. I saw Chris Frazier asking me Titans question, not a Titans night tomorrow. It's a Titans night because there will be Titans news and we will enjoy doing it together at 8 PM central or thereabouts 
and we will do it with smiles on our faces because we're not tired yet. No, no.